Morning, y'all. Hope you guys are having a very good um, morning. Um, it's, it's sort of um, late morning right now at, in my neck of the woods in legal Massachusetts, the heartland of America. Um, so I just wanted to sort of um, talk about um, Oklahoma and congratulate them for um, nearly being a year into their, their medical marijuana project. As you know, they legalized in, in June and um, June of 2018 and had a program up and running by, by the ending of the year, which is miraculous. And, you know, Oklahoma went from a state that was suing Colorado for their adult use cannabis to being a, a, a medical marijuana powerhouse. And it just... and. You know the the lawmakers and and various people wanted to wanted to water down the initiative once it passed. They you know they got so ticked off that the people passed medical marijuana and and they see they still think of of, of cannabis through the lens of, of Nixon or Ronald Reagan and, and think it's a menace to society and it's going to erode you know the fabric of society. But the people stood up, they made a stink, they made their voices known, and the government rolled back their tyranny, you know? And it just goes to show you that when you fight, you know, more often than not, you you, you, get, you get your way. You know, you're not always going to get your way, but, you know, it goes a long way that when you assert yourself and when you're assertive, it's better than, it's better than just taking what the government will give you. And, and, um, again, I mean, it just seems like, like, um, I'm going to quote another great podcaster, Reefer Revolution DC 420. I would highly recommend you subscribe to their YouTube channel if you haven't already, but they, but they're from California and they live in California and they say that SQ 788 is, is prop, is prop 215 revived. You know, it's, if you, if you don't really know about prop 215, prop 215 is, um, California's medical marijuana law that passed in 96 and it allowed for compassionate care It allowed for a, a very um, open doctor patient relationship. So, you know, anyone that could positively benefit it could be recommended cannabis. However, the doctor or nurse, however she sees fit, you know, it's not up to some government to play doctor and decide who's sick enough to deserve cannabis. No. They didn't do that. And they also made it very easy for caregivers and small growers to sell directly to the dispensaries. So, you know, prices in their program was the envy of the world because of this. So, and, and prop, and um, what's the name? And SU-788 made the barriers very, very easy to get medical marijuana business up and running. So you have a lot of them. You have a lot of caregivers, you have home grow, you have gun rights protected. It's the, it's the perfect medical marijuana law. You know, Oklahoma is the leader in this. They made something that's perfect. You know, you could still have your gun rights and, and have medical marijuana. You know, it'd be nice if, you know, I'm not a guy. I'm, I'm pretty libertarian when it comes to drugs and guns. Like, I like, like I almost want Massachusetts to make their gun laws like looser. So, so you could sidestep this having to give up your guns to be a medical patient. I almost want them to do permitless carry so I can have that right. 
you know, guns are expensive as heck. So, I mean, I, I wouldn't exercise that right anytime soon. But I at least want the option as a law-abiding American to have that right. I at least want that option. I don't think I should have to trade my rights like like playing cards, like one um, Texan from an article said, who, um, who was a veteran and he was bothered by the fact that he had to give up his guns to get medical marijuana. That was a, that was a decision I mauled over too. But, but living with my insomnia was worse than not having my second amendment rights, you know? And again, I'm, I'm pretty pro second amendment compared to most progressives, but at the same time, and you know, I'm going to split air saying this, like if you are sick, if you are sick, if you are having a life debilitating illness and you're like, Oh, well, I, I don't want to give up my, I don't want, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do the best health option because I have to give up a, a particular thing like guns, then your health isn't that dire if that's the case. If you really need it, you'll do whatever the heck it takes to get yourself better and to get yourself healed. You know, as an adult, you have to do things you don't want to do. Do I like paying excise taxes every year? No, I don't. But I know I have to do it so the roads can get maintained. You know, I'm not justifying the government's tyranny with, with, with um, medical cannabis, but you know, if you're really sick and your health, yourself and your health is that important, then you would do whatever it took. You know, you must not want it badly enough if, if you're going to, if, if you know, you're going to hold out and continue chugging pharmaceuticals just so you can, so you can have your gun arsenal. I'm sorry. You know, it's going to offend some gun nuts there here, but I don't care. But let's let's get to the real story, and it's a short one. So this is from um, from Oklahoma's O9, and it's titled "Legalized Medical Marijuana Nears One Year Anniversary in Oklahoma," and it's by Bonnie Campo. Next week marks one year since Oklahoma voters passed SQ seven eighty eight. The measure legalized medical marijuana with overwhelming support. However, it set for a tremendous deadline for the Oklahoma Medical Marijuana Authority. Being that the program in the nation, the, being the pro, first program in the nation to be able to implement mer medical marijuana in 60 days, we are the only state able to go, go to do that, says Director of OMMA Adrian Rollins. Despite the accelerated launch, the agency has seen budding success. It, it is it expected to approve 80,000 patient licenses in a year and said the agency reached 138,000 as of Monday, June 17, 2019. There have also been 879 caregiver, 3,211 grower, and 1,548 dispensary and 859 processor licenses approved, totaling a whopping of 144,727 altogether. But there have also been hurdles along the way. At first, like I mentioned earlier, the Oklahoma Board of Health voted smokable medical marijuana could not be sold in Oklahoma dispensaries, which did not last long due to activists and due to, due to private citizens making a stink. The politicians work for us. It's not the other way around. They work for you and me. Not it's not the other way around. You know, sometimes they get it twisted and think that they work for the people that pay for their re-election. 
you know, these corporations and, you know, big pharma, big agriculture, big, um, big tobacco, big alcohol, you know, um, any other things I'm missing or the NRA or whatever. They think that they're beholden to vote for their agenda because, you know, money speech in this country and, you know, the corporations, you, you need so much money to be a politician to, to get elected and reelected that you have that, that people feel tempted to go to these to beg these corporations for money, do their bidding and not do the bidding of their constituents that call and write to them every day. But they, they get it twisted. But at the end of the day, they work for us and it's not the other way around. And if they don't do our bidding, they get fired. We can vote them out. You know, I know it's overwhelming with all these corporations and, and the Koch brothers having a, all this money to influence elections, but it can be done. It can be done. It really can be. The authority also dealt with packaging issues that look too kid-friendly and other businesses that didn't operate within compliance. Again, that's a libertarian me coming out. That's a parenting issue. Again, I grew up, I mean, I'm... I'm I'm 30 years old. I mean, I have um, you know, I have parents who have RA. I I have a parent that has RA, and I have and I've grown up, you know, with my my parent who had that growing up when I was a kid, and I knew not to touch her fucking Vicodin. I didn't need some child. I didn't need some childproof container to tell me to not do it, you know. Um, and my 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 um. You know, it's like I would never think to take my parents' medicine and then get addicted and then rob their stuff. Like, I know I would get kicked out of the house if I did that. Like, this is an upbringing issue, you know? It's just lawmakers playing parent. I don't I don't ever believe in that. You know, that separates me from progressives in a way, you know? I'm very sort of, you know, government shouldn't police behavior as long as it doesn't hurt anyone. That's my mindset. You know, you leaving your like you leaving your weed out and your your kid gets to it. That's a again, that's a parenting issue. Keep your keep your things locked up in the fridge. Put it in a place where your kid won't go to. Like why why like I mean I I, I get it. I get it, but I don't know. I just I just digress on that. Quote the new legislation that just passed will go in effect late August. That will really expand our compliance arm, said Director Rollins. The OMMA estimated that the state's medical marijuana business at about $30 million. The operating costs this year are near $8 million, according to the agency. As for what's next, developments are on the horizon. Much of it will be research-based, according to an OMMA, but it will need help to advance the testing of medical marijuana in the future. Quote, we hope to learn something from some Colorado and Oregon's, Oregon's mistakes. Lab testing, they said. We have learned the hard ways on some things, Rollins said. The OMMA had to close its call center to focus on applications coming in. If you want to reach them, please visit this website, omme.ok.gov. So again, that's www.omme.ok.gov. And um, that wraps up all I have to really say. And um, as always, everyone, stay medicated, my friends. Peace out.